Hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. This is episode 30. I'm Michael, here with my good friends Jason and Will. Hey, guys. Hey, how's it going? Hey. It's been a while. That's normally your line, Jason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> hey, and welcome to For the Podcast. So, what's going on this week? We actually don't have any follow-up this week. We yeah, couldn't yeah, go, yeah. go right into it. Wait, is that because you deleted our follow-up? Yeah, there was one item that I didn't want to talk about. All right. So uh, The world we'll, will never know. <laughs> uh, we'll uh, talk about video games, Will's favorite topic. All right. So, uh, a big game came out uh, last week now, uh, Halo 5. Was it last week? Is it only last week? Two weeks ago? Maybe oh, yeah. two weeks ago. I don't know. It's, it's all a blur so to long. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... We've kind of been playing through campaign, and I think we plan on uh, finishing the fight after this podcast recording. So we got to keep uh, this short. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. What do you guys think? It's Halo. Uh, it's exactly what I expected from Halo. Um, it definitely feels like Halo. It's really, it's a little off-putting that it's at the uh, higher frame rate. So you'd rather it be on the lower bit. frame rate. Well, th- it took a little bit of getting used to because Halo compared to like Call of Duty is like a heavy plodding shooter when just when moving around. And it still is heavy in relation to something like Call of Duty where it's a little bit more Twitch based. Um, but still, this was faster than what I expected when I expected to feel like a Halo game. But I like it. I can't say that I like it. Uh, I mean, I, w- were you excited about it before it launched? Oh yeah, I was really excited. Really excited. Okay, um, but I would say that I don't know if it's because I've been playing so much Destiny. Yep, you're spoiled by the gunplay there. <laughs> probably, but Halo. I mean, wasn't Halo originally a Bungie game? Did they improve the gunplay that much from from like Reach to or to Destiny? Or maybe like three four three can't replicate the gunplay. I don't know. Maybe they like made it worse. I don't know. Don't they have like the engine? Isn't that theirs? I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure how that... Yeah. Whatever happened, I, it just doesn't feel right to me. It, it just feels kind of like a, like a JV game compared to, I guess, the only game that I've been playing the past year, which is Destiny. So whenever I go back, and granted, I put in probably, what, hundreds of hours into Destiny. So to me, that's like my new baseline. But man, Halo 5 just feels weird, and, and I just can't follow the story for the life of me. Granted, you know, I haven't played continuously... Um, like, you know, with you guys, I've just picked up where you left off or, you know, we play kind of like disjointed. So I haven't been able to play it from beginning to end, but I have no idea what is going on every mission. Like, I'm just like, okay, let's do this. Why? Who cares? Shoot the glowy thing. Move forward. <laughs> that's, that's what you do. Yeah. Just like every other Halo but game. I, I was really disappointed because I don't know. Uh, I mean, come on. After playing yeah. Destiny, now you want story in a game? Come on. That's what I was going to say. Be used to that. That's what I was going to say is that, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, if I, it's going to have a bad story, at least the gunplay is better in Destiny. Yeah, well, that too. I have to agree. Yeah. Like the gunplay, I don't really play as much, nearly as much Destiny as you guys, but the gunplay is definitely better in, in Destiny. Um, but it's weird because like the reviews for Halo were actually really good, I think, or I thought they were pretty good. And uh, when I listened to like the Polygon people talking about Halo story, they said it was really fun, like a lot of nice set pieces. And we've been playing through it and I can't understand what's going on in the story either, but that's kind of not new for me. Like I kind of just go through the motions just like Destiny. <laughs> but um, I don't know, like I- I'm kind of tempted to almost play the game over by myself. Uh, and it's always better co-op, but like I feel like whenever I play with you guys, we kind of just like I'm not paying too much attention, as you can probably tell, because I'm like slagging behind or or doing something else, and I'm just kind of going around, going through the motions, shooting, and like you know not really paying attention during the cutscenes. So I kind of want to. I mean, given that other people have said that it's actually really fun, um, I kind of want to go back and play it by myself. It's not a knock against you guys. You're saying uh, we're not good teammates? Huh? No, 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 no. You guys are good teammates. But like for some reason, like when I play with other people, I just kind of rush through and don't pay attention. Or I, I think maybe it's because um, we're chatting at the same time. Yeah. So like I can't hear. And it's not something where I'm going to be like, hey, shut up. I want to hear what they're saying. So like we just talk and, and just, you know, talk about whatever it is we're talking about. Uh, and I just miss everything. You can try putting on the subtitles, but they are so bad. Oh, they're huge, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, they're about two inches like high. I know it's ginormous. Yeah, that was so weird. I I tried that and it was so distracting that I just turned them off. Um, I haven't played much multiplayer. Have you guys? 
I uh, did for a little bit. I played a little bit of SWAT, a little bit of Slayer, but the new, uh, the new mode, which is kind of like Battlefield, Warzone slashed with uh, merged with like Titanfall because they've got AIs that you can fight for victory points and you can capture the bases for uh, victory points. I don't like it because this is where the microtransactions kick in. Um, if you are on a team that's doing well, you'll be like, okay, sure, I'll use one of my cards, which I can either earn or buy, and put in a ghost. But if your team is down, you're not going to waste your like card on a warthog to uh, to play when you're already down by like 300 points. You're like, I'm not going to waste that. I'm going to waste that for when I can have fun doing it, not be wrecked that's a good by point. some team. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never thought about that, actually, but that, that's a good point. Makes the game like once someone's winning it totally skews in the leading team's favor right i guess ideally like if there's like a close match and you guys both have cards you guys both play them like that's you know but it doesn't as we all know it doesn't usually work out that way so that's interesting is there support for custom matches oh like uh like like the 2v2 with ai or like i don't know 4v4 with ai yeah, or like, yeah, just being able to set up something that, you know, you can kind of control the settings and like the guns and, or is it just like the default playlists? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I've only tried Warzone like a couple of times. I thought it was pretty fun. Um, my problem is I just don't have enough people to play with consistently. Yeah. That I don't realistically see myself playing this long term. But like, if people wanted to play, like, uh, it seemed fun to me when I did play. Yeah, because I mean, Halo multiplayer was like our bread and butter. Yeah. No, Halo 1 was like, I still have memories of that. Like, playing it uh, on the first Xbox in the dorm. Yeah. Uh, we played that so much. Yeah, when you had to use XB Connect before Xbox Live. Yeah. And playing against other nerds who would be like, hold on, guys, we have to write down our stats before we can play again. <laughs> I feel like we were pretty good. Except for there was that one time we played that, I keep bringing this up, but like there was one time we had four people and we matched up against like these guys with two people. <laughs> and we're like, oh, this is not fair. Like we're going to kill them. And then they just destroyed us. Like they, they dominated us. And I, I felt so bad. Lag switching. Blame <laughs> <Blaming laughs> on the lag. But. I mean, back then we definitely could. Now we can just blame it on old age because, yeah, definitely is a young person's game. I'm definitely slower than I used used to be. Yeah. Okay, another thing that came out, but I don't think any of us have tried it, is uh, the Xbox Elite controller. Mm, I tried it at E3. Oh, okay. Okay, so just to recap, like, what that is, it's like a... It's like $150, I believe, right? And it's like this uh, pro controller where you can kind of swap out and customize everything. So you can swap out the D-pad. You can kind of swap out the thumbsticks. um, You can program all the buttons and do all these things, right? There's like uh, triggers in the back of the controller as well, right, that you can program? Right. The neat thing about the software is not only can you program the buttons, you can actually program the analog sticks to be more responsive. So if you pull on it a little bit, it will actually act as if you're moving the stick all the way to a certain direction, which I found, oh, wow, this is really neat. You're, you're truly making it like an analog uh, customized controller. Um, so one of our friends does have it, and he was mentioning that when they first sold out, you were able to see resellers selling them for $300 plus. I think they wow. are back in stock now. Uh, but he mentioned the build quality is very good. It, it feels heavy. Uh, not metallic, but it feels heavy. And the grips uh, where you would actually hold the controller are a little bit rubberized. So they, it feels more like a actual like tool as opposed to a toy which you could say the Xbox controller currently is. Yeah, I remember the settings uh, like the sensitivity settings because I remember I played an E3 demo um and so did so did our good friend Andy um where I think the demo was it was like this cutout view of a house um and then you used like the you were like a UFO and then you used like a little beam to like drag the sleeping guy out of his bed and you're supposed to like get him out of the house. So it's like a maze basically using like the sticks and like it showed you did it once with like one sensitivity setting and then they let you tweak the sensitivity of the sticks. Um, and then it was just so much easier. You had like so much more control. Um, so I, yeah, I mean, not, not just like the customizable buttons and the triggers on the back, but, um, I don't know. This seems like, 
you know, they've sold like other companies have like sold modified controllers with triggers on the back. Um, but they've always seen kind of they're always like hacked up versions of like a first party controller, right? Bad cats. <laughs> yeah, like the the third party controllers, I mean, is it they always feel like kind of janky. Yeah. Right? Like I don't know what it is. Like do they is it just really expensive to design like a a good controller or like there's no one that can make a a controller better than the first party controllers? I guess not. I don't know. I always wondered that. But um so are you going to get one, Mike? Um if I can get it in store at Best Buy, then yes. So you can get the 22%. Well, I mean, if I can't, I probably will eventually, but yeah. I I'm definitely in if I can get it with the deal. Yeah. I show this to Karen, and like this is something that she was like, "Oh, get one!" Even though she doesn't play any video games, but she just thought it looked so cool. Yeah, that she just wanted to like play with it and like uh, just feel it, just to see what it looks like or feels like. Yeah, it is. It is really cool, and I, I you know, it's not going to make us like better gamers, but um, <laughs> the nice thing about like the trigger is, you know, with like the the right stick, usually you can't like aim and then like jump, for example. You know, because your right stick is usually, your thumb is using push-pushing like A and then also moving the right stick. Mm-hmm. You're holding your controller wrong. Wait, wait, you don't put your thumb on A? How do you move and then hit a button? <laughs> Dude, use your whole thumb. Use your whole thumb. Come on. Or switch it, or switch your hand over. Wait, wait, so what are, you, what are you saying? Like you can use like the back trigger? Yeah, you can use like the back trigger as like a jump. So like while you're aiming, you can like jump. So it gives you more like mouse and keyboard control you know oh i see what you're saying yeah 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 right 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 right. um so i mean it should help in terms of you know making you technically more competitive in like shooters and stuff yeah i mean this is something that like i think 10 years ago i would totally be in on Uh, i just don't play enough video games it's probably not worth it for me to pay 150 dollars for a controller but it looks like an awesome controller like i i could understand why people that play a lot of video games on xbox would totally want to get one yeah, I think it's worth picking one up, and then the rest, player two, can play your uh, crappy first-party non-elite Microsoft controller. Someone gets the guest controller, it's <laughs> yeah. just a third-party one. I have two controllers, but like I've never used a second one. Yeah. Because like, these days, no one ever comes over to play video games, right? Like It's not like it was 10 years ago. I come over, we just don't play video games. Well, well I mean, what do you guys think about that? Because like... I used to think when I was a kid, like, not a kid, when we were in college and playing video games, I was like, oh, how cool would it be to play online? This would be the best, right? But we were primarily playing, like, in the same room. Yeah. And, like, you know, now it's it's commonplace to play online and chat with each other and, and stuff like that. But, like, I just don't feel like it's the same thing. Like, playing Halo, maybe that's part of what's taking me out of Halo, but, like, playing it in the same room and then watching it on the same screen, like, it seemed different than playing it like online where we we're kind of each doing our own thing or or i don't know like distracted with something else but also playing maybe that's just me yeah and they took that away too right they took away split screen co-op yeah that's right but i mean just in general like online gaming like you would think it would be so awesome but like i kind of feel like um now nobody ever comes over we never play video games together in the same room and it's just not the same Oh, I don't want to split your small 65-inch TV in half and play on a, <laughs> on a small 30-inch. Uh, I have two TVs. You can play in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, but then we won't be in the same room looking at the same TV. That's true. We can, well, we can move them to the same room. Um, yeah, no, I, I definitely, when people come over to play, it's definitely more fun. Yeah. Um, but it's never like I have, you know, four people over and we're going to play like Mario Kart or... But that know. used to happen before, right? Like, it's just something that doesn't happen anymore because we're like... Oh well, why would I need to come over? I can just, we'll just play and meet on you know online, right? Yeah, but even kids now, right, that are in college in dorms, they can't play Halo like split screen like we. Oh did. yeah, yeah, that's true. But I wonder if they actually like, is there a demand to do that? Like, are people upset that they can't? Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I I guess you know their their setups. They can probably now with like the Xbox like game streaming and stuff. You could probably just bring up like four laptops together. You know. And, oh yeah, that's true. As long yeah, as that's how I and... even play Halo. I just stream it to my laptop and have the TV going on in the background. Oh, wow. It works really well. Yeah, I actually tried it for the first time. Like Windows 10? Yeah. It's so good. It it's does, it does surprising. work well. Yeah. Like, like no lag or anything the... like that? Mm-mm. No. Wow. So it, it makes the Vita remote play look like garbage. Yeah, the Vita remote play is horrible. Andy, don't listen to this. 
<laughs> no, do listen to this. Fix the remote play. <laughs> okay. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about, I just added it in, was uh, the, what's it called? The net, new Xbox experience or new Xbox One experience, which is apparently launching on Thursday, right? Oh, that thing we all wanted to get into on, through the preview program, but no, we couldn't preview do it. program's like locked up. I know that thing is like so hard to get into. Like the on the Xbox 360, like it was no problem. Everyone was on it. But now I'm asking all of my friends, like, do you have an invite? Do you have an invite? And uh, I couldn't get one. The neat thing about this experience is backward compatibility built in. And uh, Microsoft announced that with the games with gold, you know how we get a game on Xbox. We actually, I think it's now we're getting two games on Xbox right. One and two games on Xbox 360. The ones for 360 will be backward compatible with the Xbox One. So I hope you've been picking up the licenses for those every single month because <laughs> guess what? You can play them without having to open up the old 360. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I haven't actually been doing that. But um, so they announced two games now, like two games each, plus they're all backwards compatible? Uh, yes. And the weird thing is there will be available for a limited amount of time so you have to d get the ones in the beginning of the month uh or else they're gone and you can only get the ones at the end of the month oh i gotcha so it's like the first to the 15th and then like the 16th through the end of the month correct okay um yeah i i'm actually looking forward to this uh just because like i haven't played my xbox one in such a long time and then like now that halo came out we've been playing it again and it's gotten better than when I first got my Xbox One. Like we could, ha we like for the life of us, we couldn't get Party Chat to work. Oh yeah, I remember that. But I have to say, like it's it's much better, but like it's still surprisingly bad. Like we, it's still a lot of clicks to invite someone to a party. Like I, we couldn't figure out how to like snap things or unsnap things or, or get things working. And sometimes like I couldn't join your party or I couldn't join Andy's party. Like considering it's been out for about two years, like surprisingly bad. I thought. Yeah, the old interface is so slow, except for the notification when it says like, hey, uh, one of your friends has invited you to a party, press the X button, like within the next two milliseconds to jump <laughs> into that party, or else you go through the long menu process. Oh, you missed your window, so go through the long menu process. I did that once, and I thought I like turn my controller off, and I was like, well, that's dumb, right? Like, I, there's just so, like, I actually like Xbox just because I've had every xbox since the first one so i'm like predisposed to like this thing and like it's just so bad like it's weird so hopefully the uh the new experience is better can't be much worse that's true okay uh the next thing is a a big game is coming out in a couple of hours fallout 4 i think will had some thoughts on uh his pre-order strategy yeah uh it was like oh amazon finally allowing for download codes for ps4 uh Except Amazon's policy is, even though you can preload the game, you're not getting this code until the game comes out. So I'll be able to start downloading the 32 gig monster, 32.4 gigs to be exact, at 12.01 a.m. Is that Pacific time? Yes, Pacific. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's really dumb. Yeah, I, I don't even get understand like how that's how that's possible what why would amazon think that's i mean maybe it's just sony not giving them the codes or you know the playstation this may be a playstation store issue actually andy <laughs> well now it's known especially since he was the one who brought it to my attention that hey you can finally get a playstation 4 download codes through amazon because i was going to get it for xbox one even though i really for all single player games i'm playstation 4 all the way uh, if it's a multiplayer game, it depends on what my friends do, which sometimes leads us to buying things for Xbox One. Wait, so did they make a comparison like as to like frame rates or anything like that or graphical quality uh, between PS4 and Xbox One? Because usually now this generation, like PS4 tends to win, right? Yeah, PS4 technically like always wins. I don't know if Xbox can catch up. I mean should be a little bit closer based off of the fact that Kinect was taking away CPU cycles. And now that Kinect is pretty much resting in peace for for the most part, uh, <laughs> it should be a little bit faster. But we still see like better fidelity on the PlayStation 4 just based off of the fact that the uh, 
GDDR5 like RAM that's used on the video card section as opposed to a shared bank of RAM allows for the PlayStation to hit those higher frame rates a little easier. I'm actually probably, if I got it on a system, which I, I probably will pick up at some point, um, I'll probably get it on the Xbox One. Doesn't the Xbox One version come out come with Fallout 3 or Fallout New Vegas or something? Yeah, I think it comes with yes, Fallout. It does. does it come with which both of them? I already own, so <laughs> it didn't matter. Uh, and besides, backwards compatibility, I will just be downloading them and playing them. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a big deal to me. Like, I realistically, I'm probably not going to play Fallout Three backwards compat on Xbox One. But I don't know. I just kind of feel bad for Xbox. I'll give them a shot. You should play uh, New Vegas, though. New Vegas is, has a really good storyline. So it's because Fallout Three is the traditional Fallout uh, thing where you're blank character from a vault go into the wilderness uh, of you know, post-apocalyptic land and figure out what to do versus New Vegas. Actually, you're this specific character. Here's what you were doing. Continue your story. Oh, so it's like less uh, less customizable, I guess? Well, it's still customizable about how you do it, but there's more of a defined path to get oh, right, started. Oh, right, right, okay. Huh. Well, so my thing about Fallout 4 is that, like, it's, it's just such an open-world game and, like, the reviews I've read, which uh, released this morning, were, like, amazing right there it's like a really really good game there's a couple of gripes about it kind of feeling last gen but like everyone says like the the gameplay and story make up for it but i mean realistically people have put in like 40 plus hours and they're like i've only dented the surface right um i don't know that i'll have enough time to play all of fallout 4 like i definitely don't have time to play fallout 4 and then play fallout 3 after that so I don't know. I don't know that I'll actually play that. I realized I said, you know, before that I was going to wait until there was like a deal for the game uh, just because, you know, there's like a backlog right now. I still want to finish Halo and maybe play the multiplayer a little bit. And there's always like weekly Destiny chores. Um, but then I realized that when the Pip-Boy editions were out, I pre-ordered one. So I should be getting it probably tomorrow. <laughs> okay, and I think the Pip Boy thing doesn't even hold the uh, doesn't even fit the six plus or the no, six it's not for the pluses. <laughs> oh, so, really? So I have to yeah. buy a new iPhone, <laughs> or you can do like normal people and just download the Pip Boy app and have that running when you're playing the game, and then tape it to tape the iPhone to my wrist without the Pip Boy attachment. You don't need to tape it to your wrist. Yes, okay. I do. <laughs> that, then it's not a Pip Boy. <laughs> Time to get a new phone. Yep. I might buy an iPod Touch that I can just load the app on and then put into the Pip Boy. Actually, I think I have an old one. Wait, is the iPod Touch? It's just four inches, though, right? It's not four point seven. Oh wait, does it, is that is that too small for the Pip Boy? Well, I don't know if it's too small, but like, it's not a four point. They don't make a four point seven inch iPad Touch, right? No. Okay. Um, I, I have no clue what the Pip Boy looks like because I had no interest in that. But why not? Well, so to be honest, I've never played a Fallout game. Well, okay, so I played. Maybe about ten hours into Fallout Three, uh-huh. um, and then I just stopped playing it. This was like I don't know seven years ago, or however many years. Maybe it wasn't seven years ago, but like uh, yeah, I've never completed a Fallout game. So like I- I'm kind of interested to see what it's going to be like. But like the amount of video games I play these days is just so small that like um, I-, I realistically I don't know if I'm going to finish this one. Yeah, I feel like this game could take a lot of Destiny time away from people that would play both games just because it has that same kind of like stickiness, right? Like the RPG leveling up kind of thing. Um, and you kind of like are exploring, shooting things. Um, so I don't know. But are you guys both big Fallout plans? Like you, you like Fallout 3, Fallout New Vegas? Uh, yeah, I've actually owned all the Fallout games uh, back when you were able to buy them on just like computer. Uh way back when. In fact, I still have them tied to my Steam account. <laughs> uh, but I've always been a fan of them. They've been always really good. Uh, also, on the same note, they've also been known to be a little buggy when they first come out, and apparently the same thing is true for Fallout 4. Some of the reviews actually say, like, yeah, talk about crash. hard crashes. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Wait, on console? Yeah, Wait, on, on console. console. Oh, wow. Yeah. But Bethesda makes, uh, is it Bethesda? Mm-hmm. Okay, so they make like Morrowind, they made like uh, Skyrim, right? Like I've yes. never played any of those Also games. called the Elder Scrolls, yes. Right. <laughs> um, like, do you guys play those games? Do you like yes. them? Yes. <laughs> is this yeah. one, 
Is Skyrim this one more approachable? Awesome. Uh, the Skyrim was actually very approachable, uh, as opposed to Morrowind uh, or Oblivion, actually, which was before uh, Skyrim. This, I think, may be a little bit more complicated than New Vegas because of the fact that there's this crafting system, which adds another layer. Uh, on the other hand, the shooting of Fallout 4 is supposed to be way better than any other Fallout game prior. So this should be a little bit more accessible to people who are new to the series. However, there's one thing I definitely want to warn people who are interested in playing this game. Fallout does not tell you, hey, um, you are underleveled for this. So you can walk a thin... 10 meters from your like actual objective could be something that will wipe you out in one shot. Because the only reason why I ask is, well, A, for me, because I've never played any of the Fallout games before, but like, Karen's actually pretty interested in Fallout. Because like, I remember when they announced it at E3, and uh, I was like live streaming the press conference, and uh, she was like, oh, that looks like really cool. And then that was when they announced like Fallout Shelter for iOS, and she downloaded that and played that for a little bit. So now that like Fallout fours out she's like oh like i want to play it and like i just don't know that she doesn't play video games right like i just don't know that she can pick it up and play it yeah i think it'd be a fun game to watch actually you'll have to play it jason <laughs> and, then, and then she'll probably take over and be better than me no or she you should just have her make all the decisions like decide this is how the character is going to be built you go do that oh just, that's a good yeah we could maybe do that just have her drive yeah <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know how to drive, by the way, so uh, <laughs> we might not want to do that. Okay, and the next thing, uh, I don't know if you guys care about this at all, but like, uh, there was an interesting article on Polygon about the new Apple TV, uh, which I think we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, they do some interesting things with storage, right? So uh, the Apple TV comes in two storage sizes, uh, 32 gigs and 64 gigs. Um, I got the 32 gig version. I think Mike got the 64 gig version, right? Yep. Go big or go home. Well, so I was originally going to get the 64 gig, but then like I read this article and they're talking about, uh, so with iOS 9, Apple introduced these two new features, right? So uh, one of them is called like app slicing and the other one is called app thinning. Uh, and I don't really want to go too, too in depth about what those are, but they're basically ways to kind of like save space on the device. Um, and so one of the things that kind of caught everyone's eye when they, uh, they first announced like the Apple TV news was like the, so when you have like your app and you like let someone download the app, the initial download has to be constrained to, I think, 200 megabytes, which everyone thinks is really small, mm -hmm. uh, especially for games, right? I think that how it works is that once they download the app for 200 megs, uh, the developer is allowed to let them download up to two more gigs of space. Right. Um, and so that kind of gets around it. But then, like, the developer is not allowed to kind of assume that any of the storage is actually allocated permanently towards your app. So what they do is they use, like, app slicing, and they, like, cut up the app uh, to, like, you know, they can, like, designate or tag certain amounts of data for, like, level one, level two, level three, level four, and say the game is, like, ten levels, right? When you first download the app, you probably don't need like levels six through ten because you're not going to get there, right? So it only downloads the first couple of levels, and then like once you get and progress to that point of the game, it'll download those on demand, and then possibly depending on your storage situation, delete the old levels that you don't need anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, what what do you guys think about that? You think that's going to work? I mean, it seems like a smart way to do it. Like, I remember I was reading a little bit of this article and it was talking about like a tutorial video or something, right? That you would watch the first time that you would need, uh, but then you probably would never watch again. So, I mean, it's kind of nice in that, you know, I wish maybe some of the iOS apps did that because I feel like some of the games are just really bloated. So, yeah, I mean, I think it would work. I, I don't know why not. I, I guess it it may maybe it wouldn't be as good for people who live in like rural areas and have yeah like, it depends on how fast your internet is right 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 i think i was listening to a podcast that was like you know sometimes they don't remember that not everyone has like perfect internet like they do um yeah that's a good point yeah so so i mean i don't know but in theory you know as long as you have access to broadband it shouldn't be it shouldn't be too bad um, I mean, right now, all the games, it seems like, you know, are pretty small to begin with. They're all like, you know, Crossy Road, Alto's Adventure, 
like things that aren't that advanced, but it looks like Apple's thinking about the future. Um, so I don't know if we actually have seen this in, in action yet. Yeah. I mean, I've downloaded a couple of apps and I think that I'm, I'm using very little space out of my 32 gigs. So like, I don't think that I've actually seen it in action either. Um, I think that's smart for them to start this on the Apple TV. Like I know that because app slicing and app thinning is available on iOS 9, it, it applies to the iPhone and iPad as well. But the Apple TV, you know, it, it has a constant internet connection, right? Cause it's always plugged in or I guess. I mean, like, you don't have to worry about power management, and it's always next, like, it's always connected to your Wi-Fi, right? There's no areas where you're playing on the subway, and you get to a level that it doesn't expect you to get to, or you're on the plane, and then, like, it can't download the app, or it can't download the next levels. So I think that it makes sense for them to try this on the Apple TV. Yeah. There was, like, a developer's react section, right? What do they, what do the developers think? Oh, I don't know. I didn't actually see that. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but, like, what I kind of thought was interesting was that, like, so the PS4 and the Xbox One, right? They they come with about 500 gig hard drives. Yeah. And I think that they both have like one terabyte versions now. Yeah. And like, that seems like a lot of space, right? And I feel like if they just kind of had the same technology uh, for games, like I have like, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight games on my Xbox One and it's almost full. Mm-hmm. So I kind of have to like delete these like 50 gig games, right? But realistically, I don't need like these games to take up 50 gigs, right? Like they only really need like a little bit at a time. Yeah. Um, I feel like a 500 t- gigabyte drive is like should be plenty of space as long as they were like smarter about like resources and like uh, taking up space and like on demand, like being able to download certain parts of games on demand. Mm-hmm. So like I kind of wish that they had that. Like I don't know. It seems like a, a smart idea. I, I mean, I, I guess it remains to be seen in practice, like how well it will work, like how intelligent the system is in terms of like what if I played a game and I'm on level ten and I really like it and like Karen comes home and I'm like, hey, like you should try this game. It's really cool. And then like the intro level is not there anymore, right? Like how long will it take to download that intro level? Is it like thirty seconds or is it like thirty minutes? Yeah, I mean. Probably, if you play a game that day, it probably won't actively delete it. It may go to a different game that you haven't touched in like months. And yeah, that's true. And be like, all right, we're deleting the first two levels of that. Also, I want to ask what, if we can go on, uh, what apps have you guys downloaded for the Apple TV? Because I'm asking Santa for mine. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mike? Um, okay, so I've downloaded pretty much like every every channel like that has an app. I probably have downloaded it and set up the annoying like authentication um, for it. Um, I downloaded like Crossy Road. I downloaded Alto's Adventure. Uh, oh, I downloaded a Fireplace app. Um, it, oh, they it, have those? I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. You can just, you can pick from like four. Well, there's only one, the one I downloaded, it was in like the top charts. Um, there's only like one fireplace, uh, setting, and then the rest are like in app purchases. In app purchases. You can get you like, have the premium fireplace. You can get like, you can get but like, the initial, fireplace and the, <laughs> like camp, campfire place and like. But the initial download is free. The initial download is free, and then you get one, you get one fire for free. Um, and it doesn't like show any ads or anything. So that's probably like the, <laughs> the coolest or weirdest app. I kind of like it. Like sometimes I'll just have it on instead of the screensaver. You don't like the screensavers though? I like the screensaver, but now, you know, I've seen it a lot. Um, so yeah, there's so like I, a setting to like download them daily, right? But like I, I haven't seen any new ones. Yeah. Yeah. It's been the same ones. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. And of course, Plex. Oh, I kind of want to, uh, try Plex. I haven't tried it yet. It works great. I've been using Plex so much more now that it's on my Apple TV in my bedroom. Huh. Interesting. I actually, I mean, so, okay, so let's just go to straight to Apple TV. Like, what what are your initial impressions? Like, do you like it? I love it. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10? I would say 9. 9? Yeah. That's really good. I mean, I actually really like it, too. I, I think there's, like, a, a, a couple of, like, legit gripes, like, uh, no Bluetooth keyboards, like, no remote app. Um, it's really annoying to like type on that keyboard, like the on-screen keyboard. I mean, all your things are related to text input, right? Pretty yeah. Much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a couple of things that this kind of like, well, that's or like if there was like the thing that like it must be harder to implement than people expect or people uh, realize. But like everyone has just been like, well, why can't you just save your Verizon credentials once in the settings, and then like any app that needs your Verizon credentials, it'll just 
grab it from the settings, right? Yeah. Um, and there must be something else going on because, like, I think that I heard like a podcast where Apple was like, "Yeah, we're working on that," but like that seems like it couldn't be that difficult to do, but like it's still not there. Mm-hmm. Um, but if they can figure that out, like I actually really like my Apple TV. A yeah, lot. and then in terms of like the actual TV part of it, you know, it's still not like cord cutting, right? You still need cable. You still need like a subscription to something to right. be able to use a lot of these like channels. Like you can't watch ESPN standalone. Unless you like log into your cable right. provider. Yeah, like Fox. Like if you want access to like Simpsons World, you still need to be like you need to have access to a cable provider. Wait, what? what's Simpsons World? It's on FX. You can watch every Simpsons episode ever. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, you can pick by season or you can have it like go in like random and just like watch Simpsons episode after Simpsons episode. Wow, I remember, I still remember like back in college and like I used to have, uh, or not me, but my roommate used to have like real media versions of all the Simpsons episodes <laughs> and uh, we'd watch them and they're like such crappy quality, but like it, it was fun. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool app, uh, like TV apps, but a lot of those still need like, uh, you know, a subscription. So, I mean, it's not like you can really cord cut yet unless you have like i think we were talking about this jason unless you have like you know you can use your parents like cable like login right. or something um and you know it's probably something that we could we could maybe get away with um but you know if you wanted to do it the right way where it's like your household you know there's there's no way to pick up these channels a la carte or like in like app bundles or anything until the rumored apple tv service right right, right. i really hope that comes out next year like earlier in the, like maybe like March to June time frame. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, like I'll say that the Apple TV is not perfect, right? Like there's some things like I mentioned earlier that, that I wish were fixed or like a uh, series support for Apple music, which apparently is in the beta. Oh yeah. I um, saw that. Uh huh. Yeah. So like there's a couple of things where they need more series support. I, I find it, it's actually pretty good. And like, I just say like, Oh, play this next episode of uh, whatever show I'm watching. Right. Yeah. Um, but I kind of, other than video games, like, you know, Xbox One, PS4 stuff, like, I want to use this Apple TV for anything and everything that I could possibly use it for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's actually kind of dangerous because, like, I actually don't really buy or rent that much stuff from iTunes. Mm-hmm. But, like, I was just setting up, uh, I got a second one for the bedroom on Thursday, and I was setting that up, and uh, I was just browsing, like, some movie trailers, and I saw this, like, trailer for this movie called or it's like a documentary called barista Mm -hmm. and uh apparently it like launched or like was available on itunes for the first time on friday so friday night like after dinner you know karen and i wanted to watch a movie we're like oh let's watch barista and like we rented this movie for like five dollars and like it was actually pretty cool it's about like um the united states world or i guess not world the united states barista championship Mm -hmm. where like thousands of baristas come and compete in this like competition oh wow Uh uh-huh um, it's pretty cool. It's, it's actually a pretty good documentary. So I got a question for you. Uh, when you rented it, did it give you the option to watch it in HD or standard definition? <laughs> no, it was just HD. Okay, because that's one of the funny things about Amazon's uh, rentals. You could still rent things in standard definition. And hey, I'm not going to lie. I'm cheap. If it's not an action movie, standard definition. That's what's happening. Yeah, I think I think you can with some Apple movies also. I think it's like two ninety nine for SD. Ah, uh, okay. I don't think they had the option. It was just rental uh, for five ninety five dollars. Because that sounded definitely like standard definition fare to me. <laughs> no, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, you definitely don't need an HD. Um, but like, it's something that maybe before the Apple TV, I probably wouldn't go and search for this thing and like rent it. But like, I was just on my TV anyway, and I was like, oh, like it's right here. Like, I'll probably just rent a movie, right? Like, uh, I feel like I'll come across this more often now. Where I'm just on TV and I'm just like, oh, whatever. The other thing that I, I thought was interesting is that like using the Apple TV on my actual TV like makes me not really care what the source is, right? So like I can watch like, a cooking channel video on like uh, I think I forget what the uh, the cooking app that I downloaded was, um, uh, Kitchen Stories I think, and like it doesn't really matter what it's from, like as long as it's, like a video source. So if it's like Netflix or Twitch or whatever, like. I'll watch it. Like, I, I just don't care. Like, I, I thought that it was, like, actually pretty interesting. Like, I, I think it it really opens up uh, the universe of things that I'll watch. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I've been using my Apple TV in my bedroom now as, like, the main input since since I got it. 
And actually, the I have to say the CEC has been working like decently well. Like the ability for the Apple TV to turn on the T to, to turn on like my television is like a hundred percent. Um, and then to turn it off is probably like ninety something percent. <laughs> but it doesn't always turn it off. Not, not, not all the time. <laughs> uh, so it's like not enough that I still have to you know keep my other remote nearby. But actually, the addition of the volume buttons is such like a huge. Like huge positive change. Yeah, that's nice. Like I, I remember having to use like the remote app or like the old Apple TV remote, and then having to have another remote just to like you know change the volume is just so crappy. So and then however they got that to work, it's really nice. It just like it just works. The remote, yeah. Uh, the volume, yeah. So for me, the volume just worked on both of my TVs, even though both of them are Vizio. But on the big TV in the living room, it doesn't turn on or off. And on the smaller TV, which is actually like one year older, it turns on and off. Does it have to be on your main input on your big TV? I'm not sure. I don't think it's on my main input on either TV. But I can try that. I can try putting on the main input. I'm not sure. I thought that CEC like will turn it on and also switch it to the input. So I don't think oh, it matters. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right. But um, I've also heard like some people say that like. You could have like a damaged HDMI cable where like if one pin was like damaged, then it wouldn't work, but the video would come out fine. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's probably not worth my trouble to like try all these different things, but it is weird that like it does work on one Vizio TV, the older one, and it does work on the newer one. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, actually mine is a Vizio and then it it works, but it's maybe like probably two years old. Yeah. I mean, when it works, it's awesome. I, I think that, like, uh, I, I would I really say like check it. your cables. Yeah. Yeah, I'll try. I mean, I, I have tons of HDMI cables, so I'll try them. Yeah. What else do you want to know, Will? Anything else about the Apple TV? No, I, it sounds pretty good. I think I do want to get one because I'm not a huge fan of the Roku. Yeah, you know, I bought I bought a Roku 3 a long time ago because everyone loved it, and I just I didn't like it at all. Well, the biggest problem that I have is I have HBO through Comcast, and that is not supported through the Roku. Oh, that's weird. Why not? They're like, they're like, hey, HBO, pick your television provider, and Comcast is not on this list. Wow. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Comcast, they're kind of a big cable company, you know? I've heard of them from time <laughs> to time. They're kind of a big deal. <laughs> so it's, it's kind of useless for me. That's why I still have the Xbox 360 in the bedroom along with the Rokus, just for HBO. Wait, so it works on the Xbox and doesn't work on the Roku? That's like, it's not, yeah. co- it's not a Comcast thing. No, it's like no, a Roku it, thing. No, it's a Roku thing because they don't support Comcast to be a provider. Like, if I used AT&T Uverse, I could use the Roku and get <laughs> HBO Go on it. That's so weird. I've never... Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Um, I mean, and then, you know, when the App Store first came out, um, there wasn't like a good way to discover apps. I still think there isn't, but at least they added like uh, some top charts and like right, categories right. and stuff. So, yeah, they need to like. What do you think about the Siri integration? Like, I actually think it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I've actually you know I used it to to start watching Master of None. Have you guys watched that? Good. The, uh, Not yet. No spoilers, please. Okay. <laughs> is it is it really something that you could spoil? I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's the new Aziz Ansari show um, right. on Netflix. And then I just said, you know, whatever, open or like, I want to watch whatever, Master of None. And then pops up and then you just click Netflix and it says series going to launch Netflix and it takes you to the thing. So, I mean, I wish it wouldn't tell me it's going to launch into Netflix because, you know, when I'm clicking the button, it says like, Wait, mine doesn't Netflix. do that. Oh, really? Well, I-, I haven't tried Master of None, but like, I always just say like, show me parenthood and it'll just like sometimes it'll just go right into uh netflix for me and just pull up parenthood but sometimes it doesn't yeah i don't know it's a little it's a little weird like that i mean i've definitely seen it like where i'll say like show me some app and it'll say it'll open the app but sometimes it doesn't i I haven't figured it out yet yeah so it works well i just wish it would go directly to you know like it's okay if it shows me you know this the like a you know some kind of interstitial page but then when i click go you know clearly i want to go there you know, don't ask me if again if I if I'm right, sure right, if right. I want to go. Yeah, um, but like I mean, I think that Siri works pretty well. Um, I, I like the the uh, scrubbing feature a lot. Yeah, that's what the touchpad was like made for. It like scrubbing is really good. Like on uh, on Plex, I don't know if it's because my network is too slow, but I'm not getting like the little thumbnails as I scroll. But uh, I mean, being able to go to a certain time is like it's so easy. 
Have you used Siri to be like, you know, skip ahead, you know, four minutes or something like that? Does that work? Uh, no, but I tried like, uh, I tried the, you know, what did he say kind of thing. Uh huh. And that, that works work? really well. Yeah. Is it only for like uh, certain apps though? I uh, think it is, right? I don't think so. It works in Plex. Oh, that's pretty. And it turns the subtitles on and everything? Uh, if, actually, I don't know because I'm watching shows that don't have subtitles. Oh, so I'm not okay. sure. I'll have, to, I'll have to get back to you on that. Yeah, but I mean, I, I think it works really well. Um, I, I'm really happy with it. That's why I bought a second one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I'll I'll probably pick up one for every TV eventually, but I'll probably wait for deals now. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you want to talk about the Steve Jobs movie? Meh. Does anyone want to talk about the Steve Jobs movie? I'm good. Oh, we, but but we liked it, right? Well, so Mike and I saw it together. Yeah. Uh, but it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like you know this is the best movie I've ever seen. Like you need to drop everything and go and watch it. But uh, it's pretty good. Like, what do you think doomed this movie? I don't know. Just like people aren't interested in a movie about Steve Jobs, or people heard that this movie is like not accurate, or I don't think that it's that people heard that it was not accurate because apparently, like I was listening to like um, I think it was like the Control Walt Delete podcast. Oh <laughs> yeah, and they were saying that uh, which is the podcast with like Neil Patel and Walt Moss. It's actually pretty good. I listened to it after yeah. you mentioned it. So I think they said that like. The embargo date for reviews for like mainstream media was like a week earlier than the tech media. And, you know, so the presumption is like the tech media is more picky about like, you know, oh, it's not that accurate or like, you know, they made this up or they made that up. Whereas like the mainstream media, I mean, it got good reviews. It was like above, I think my, maybe now it's like in the 80%. But like when it first came out, it was definitely like in the 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't think that it was so much that people were like, oh, this is not accurate. I'm not going to watch it. Maybe they're just not interested. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I guess not. And then, uh, I don't know. I, I thought it was not a bad movie. But again, it's probably not a movie that I needed to watch in the theater also. That's true. Yep. Maybe it'll have like a resurgence in DVD. You said it right or... there. Something I don't need to see in a movie theater? Okay. Well, we <laughs> were going to watch it with our friend Karen Way. And... uh or I guess maybe we'll just say Karen W. <laughs> but um, but uh, she was out of town at the time. And then um, I think that, you know, she was like, so how was it? And I was like, oh, it was really good. Like, I, I enjoyed it a lot. But like, I mean, do you need to watch it in the theaters? Like, probably not. And she was like, oh, I'll just wait till it comes out on the plane. Like, I'll watch it on the plane with some time. Yeah. So and that's fair. That's, that's probably a good choice. Yeah, that's like a perfect plane movie. Like something that takes up like an hour and a half. Yeah, they and should put that on the box. It's a perfect plane movie. <laughs> they can they can use that quote. <laughs> Give you permission, Danny Boyle. Okay. Uh, okay. Real quick, I guess we want to talk about some Apple stuff. Sure. iPad Pro uh, available to buy on Wednesday, which actually bums me out. Why? Because Wednesday is Veterans Day, and for some weird reason, I had that day off of work. Uh-huh. So when the rumor was it was going to be available on Veterans Day, I was like, oh, I'm going to wake up in the morning, I'll pick one up and play with it all day, right? Yep. But uh, apparently that's available for online ordering. Which we will not be doing. No. And then it'll be available in the store later this week, so presumably Friday. Okay. Uh, is it uh, presumably or is it for sure? Hey, Jay, uh, the reason why you have off is, you know, Veterans Day is a federal holiday, right? No, but like, so it depends. Like, so at my company, there's two holiday schedules. There's like a uh, the Federal Reserve schedule or the stock exchange schedule, and I use the Federal Reserve schedule. So, I mean, I no, I understand that it's a holiday. I understand I get it off, but like, most of my friends probably don't get it off. Yeah, I, on the other hand, am happy because I have a half day on Friday. Oh, why is that? Um, oh, I don't know. Just not not seeing patients in the afternoon. Oh. So I should be done by like eleven, eleven thirty, and then I'm gonna race to race to the Apple Store, or Best Buy, or Best Buy. They're actually in the same mall, so. Okay. Yeah. Which one are you gonna get? Um. Uh, yeah, I think we maybe mentioned this before, but uh, I'm gonna get the 128 with cellular. Because um, you have the uh, unlimited data. Because right? I have the unlimited data, so that's just like I feel like that's like the perfect device to put that SIM card into. Um, yeah, I mean, actually, you know, if they sold a MacBook with like a SIM card, you know, I feel like this was like a rumor for like a really long time. 
Yeah. You know that they would do that, but uh, you know they never have. Uh, but yeah, I'm gonna get the 128 with LTE. So silver, I think this time. Silver. Oh, the so the the white one. Yeah. I really like like I really like my iPhone in white, and I like my iPad in white a lot. Yeah, I have the I have the gold iPad Air two. Um, but I think 13 inches of gold is a little too much. <laughs> so, so at least it's not <laughs> okay. I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> just, just, yeah, just let that yeah. one. <laughs> let that one go. Okay. okay. But um, are you excited about the iPad Air or the iPad Pro? Uh, yeah, pretty excited. Well, okay. So I've just because I've been waiting so long for the Surface Book, uh, I've lost all interest now. Oh really? Yeah. What? what? Well, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Is I've been reading on like the uh, Surface subreddit, and apparently it has like a lot of problems, such as um, like a lot of like blue screen frowny faces of death. Wait, did they change that blue screen to like a frowny face? Yeah, it has like a like a like a frowny face emoji, like with a tear. <laughs> no tear, just like no the colon colon uh, parentheses. Does it also still say like you know like? exception zero x no no it says like it says it in like a friendly friendly way Uh, Uh, like oh something went wrong or something but uh yeah i don't know so i think you know my interest may be rekindled but but that doesn't make any sense like because microsoft controls the hardware and they control the software yeah but the software is not like well okay so but is it like a windows 10 thing it's not customized for it i mean it's customized to work with everything right right but i'm saying like do people that normally have Windows 10 on a normal piece, like a Dell PC, right? Are they getting a lot of blue screens as well? So it's like a Windows 10 issue? No. Or is no. it like literally the software is not working very well with that particular hardware? Because that seems inexcusable. I think it's not working well with a Surface Book. Like I think it's having a lot of problems with the integrated GPU and the the GPU and the base from what I've been reading. Oh, okay. No, I guess that makes some sense. Which is definitely understandable because when you right. have like switch graphics, that's always like been an issue with a lot of uh, t- a lot of times on Windows. Like I have an old HP with dual graphics and it was just saying, hey, you know what? After Windows 7, this thing's just not going to be supported. We're not going to be making drivers anymore for this because when it comes to a split chipset, the graphics manufacturer doesn't want any parts of it so it's like, hey, no, this is up for HP to actually update these drivers. We're just going to focus on pure R chipsets. Um, so I have issues with like my HP on Windows 10, but my MacBook, when I run it in, a, I've boot camped it, it, and since it's just using the integrated graphics, it's like, oh, runs perfectly. I've never had a crash yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. So kind of annoying, um, and then the fact that I can't pick up the model that I want kind of dampens the interest. So, um, yeah, holding out on that. But are you picking up the iPad Pro, Jason? I keep flip flopping. Like, or like last week, I was kind of like, oh, like I'll probably pick one up just to try it out. But like realistically, like I'm happy with my iPad Air too, right? Like, and I, I actually I almost think that the iPad Pro is like going to be too big. Right, so I, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, like, so that's what you thought about the six plus, right? Six plus, I, I love. It's great. You said it was too big last year. Yeah, I did. So I mean, we'll see. I mean, I, I, there, there's a good chance that um, you know I'll pick one up just to play with it, and then um, we'll see like if I really like it. But like, there's a decent chance that I'll pick one up and then like I'll I'll just return it because like I I don't I prefer my iPad Air too. So there's just an equal chance to see next year Jason's going to be like, iPad Pro 2 all the way. Yep. No, it's possible. I mean, I actually want like a 3D touch. Um, I don't know. I, I kind of wish there was like a 64 gig model. <laughs> of course. Yeah. yeah. Right? They, they never give us the one that we want. It's, always just like- it's so weird because like the excuse for like, uh, why is there still a, like a 16 gig model was like, I'd heard that like, it's actually not that they want that, but like there was a thing with like the chips or something like that. But like now, like there's a 32 gig model just fine, but like there's no 64 gig model, right? Like it doesn't make that much sense. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, so like I think that there's like almost no risk in just picking one up and then like trying it out. I'll probably pick one up with the pen or I guess the pencil. Um, but realistically, like I don't really draw, right? Like I, I kind of just want to try it out just to see what it's like to draw with like almost no lag yeah 
but um, I probably won't get the keyboard case. Mm-hmm. And that'll help because uh, the keyboard case is really expensive. It's like one sixty nine, is it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, to probably keep costs down, I might pick one up with the pencil and maybe like a, a regular smart cover, just so I can prop it up and then use my Logitech keyboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think there's a there's at least a decent chance or like a good chance that if it's not significantly better than what I have right now, I might return it. I think it'll be significantly better. I, I'm really curious to see how fast it will be because like um. Like the iPad Air 2 was like really fast, right? And yeah. even now it's still really fast. And like the uh the iPhone 6s is like really fast as well. And now it's running like the A9X chip. Mm-hmm. So um like there were like those benchmarks that said like the the 6s was like comparable to the the MacBook, right? Yeah. So this should be like even even faster. So like I'm I'm kind of curious to see, but um I'm not sold yet. Okay, so you'll be picking one up to maybe play with it. Yeah, I wish it was available on Wednesday. Yeah, well, me too. But um, I, I actually don't think it will do very well. I, I'll be surprised if it does. Yeah, no, I don't think it'll do well. It's it's really expensive, and it's such. I feel it's such a narrow it's a, audience. Yeah, it's like a niche product, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you want to skip to uh, normal bear questions? It's that time again. Yep. All right. Uh, I want to talk about Overcast. That really has changed my life. Um, I used to, I listened to maybe about like 30 different podcasts and wait, really? I always have like a backlog. And wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. What, what's your number one podcast out of 30? Oh, number one out of 30? For the podcast. Next. Of course. <laughs> number two, number two. <laughs> Number two, hmm, depends. Are we talking about video games or are we talking about just in general? No, like if you had like, I don't know, like if they 30 all minutes were on a train at the same yeah. time. You, oh, you were like commuting and you were like, well, what am I going to watch? Or what am I going to listen to first? Like, which one is hmm. it? Well, Overcast solves that for me. I always put it, it always picks the uh, oldest one to play first uh, <laughs> to force me to listen to it. Huh. Uh, I would say I'd listen to This American Life pretty much would be like my go-to if there's nothing there uh i have to always listen to wait wait don't tell me because i don't follow the news at all anymore uh and i've got a bunch of video game ones a bunch from how stuff works of course i listen to like fresh air and pti like every day but yeah let's see here one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen four you confirm that will can count (laughs) to at least 14 a riveting podcast. <laughs> One, two, three, four. <laughs> 37 podcasts. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Pretty fast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. Uh, I like it a lot. And I definitely listen to 2x speed. I can't listen to anything faster than that because then I'd have to actually like concentrate. Wow, 2x. 2x. That's fast. Yeah, it's really are you I listening like at 2x and then actively listening or are you listening at 2x and doing something else i'm like doing stuff like washing the dishes but i still understand what's going on because i've been listening to 2x for a long long time yeah i think i need to train myself to listen yeah faster. i mean if you've been doing it for years it everything else will seem slow in fact when you, when you <laughs> Wait, years like we just told you about overcast like a month ago no but you could still listen to 2x on the i on the <laughs> apple uh, podcast yeah and they app. do like a worse job than, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. than overcast true. right yeah so okay. if you're used to that one this is this is a cakewalk yeah yeah that's true <laughs> so maybe we should uh, train on the apple podcast app yeah how about you get better all right <laughs> <laughs> but i like it a lot it's really the interface is nice and it definitely is way better than the apple uh podcast app and it actually keeps the syncing correctly and it does delete things after i've listened to them oh okay so so i think what i realized about that is that like when the podcast is like wrapping up and they're like there's like a minute left i'll just stop the podcast right but it doesn't delete those so or like you know if i'm listening to something and i just don't get around to finishing the episode it it doesn't delete those so it keeps those forever like there should be a way to just be like keep three episodes regardless of whether i've listened to them or not right just like just shed anything more than three because like those daily podcasts like pti right like i'll listen to it when i can but like if i started listening to an episode and then like i don't i don't finish it for like a week 
I'm not going to go back and listen to it, right? Like, it's just not going to happen, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so, like, topical, right? Like, right. Yeah. So, like, there should just be, like, a, a hard limit. Like, only keep five. And that's it, right? Like, I don't care if I've started it or not. But, like, I realized... There is a setting for that. No, it, it'll just delete it if you've played it and, like, finished it. But, like, if you started it in the middle, like, I don't think it deletes it. Because, like, I have so many, like, Dan Patrick shows from, like, a month ago. And it's, like... I, every so often, I'll just go in and I'll delete them all because I'm like, like I don't need these, right? But like, it'll say like, you know, 15 minutes remaining, right? and so I guess I presumably it won't delete them because I've started them, right? But like, I haven't finished it. Well, no one likes a quitter. <laughs> okay, some sage bear advice. <laughs> okay, but okay. yeah, what's your one, next question? One quick thing: uh, what's your workspace like? Because Mine is a complete mess. I'm working either at the table or I'm working at, at a desk with my laptop all around. And I've got, I, I did a count. We have five laptops in our house right now. And they're all like plugged in. I don't know what two of them actually do. I think, I think those are Dana's, but it's, it's, there's no organization whatsoever. So I'm kind of curious to your guys' like workspaces. I know you did at one point have on the, uh, website photos of your workspaces i kind of want to have those refreshed so we can talk about this next week and i'll send you my photos of my terrible workspace as well (laughs) so my my uh i still have the same desk as last year so i'm actually thinking about getting a new desk i'm actually thinking about selling my 4k monitor my secondary monitor only because i use my desktop so infrequently like, it's kind of embarrassing. I, I think I mentioned this to you guys, but, like, we have, like, uh, me and Mike bought the one terabyte iMac. And granted, I have a Synology, so, like, all my media is on, like, a different drive, like, my photos and videos and stuff like that. But, like, I use, like, less than 200 gigs of, of space. So um, I just don't use my computer that much that, like, I don't think that I need two monitors and, like, a huge desk to accommodate it. So you think you're just going to stick with one monitor? Yeah, just the one 27-inch iMac. That's so restricting. I can't do that. There are definitely times when when I feel like I could use more space for sure, but like the number of times that that is is like not that much. Huh. Um yeah, well so I kind of now have well you know I bought that uh that cardboard standing desk, right, which I still need to send you guys a picture because I, I moved it. It was at Min's house and now or Min's parents' house. It's still working? And then uh I disassembled it. And then uh-huh. I reassembled it uh, here, and so I have it in my bedroom. And then I have like an like a separate office. So now I kind of have like two two workstations. So now I kind of want another monitor to put up on the uh, on the cardboard. Well, I might just have one for sale. How convenient! <laughs> no, but uh, wait. So the cardboard thing is still working. Yeah, I really like it still. Are you like planning on replacing it with like a, a real standing desk, or you're gonna just ride until it's? Uh... I'm gonna yeah until that thing is like melted from like spilling. <laughs> no, spilling no water damage. Coffee. No, no. You respect the cardboard. I I'm very careful. It's a it's a pricey cardboard desk, so I have to uh, I have to okay. be careful. Um, no, I really like it. That cherigami thing. It's it's really great. Like when I'm in my room and like sometimes I'll have my laptop there and I'll just be working on it for a while um, and I can, you know, stand and I can watch TV um, and I can, you know, work on stuff. It's it's really nice. Do you have a like a high chair that you can sit on? No. So you just stand every time? I just stand every time. And you have a mat? Uh, well, my bedroom is carpeted, so uh, I move the mat to like my kitchen now. For what? For like, like when, when I do cutting, dishes, cutting or onions. Or, or, okay. <laughs> when I'm in New Yorker, some people actually use their kitchens. Okay, <laughs> I use my kitchen. I'm just saying, like, I don't need a, I don't. I'm not there so long that I need a mat. You know, when you're like sometimes, you know, doing dishes or yeah, like cooking, and you can just stand on the mat. It's really nice. Um, but it would be much better for the standing desk. But I don't need it. Okay. Well, so I'm I'm debating getting a new desk, like a smaller desk. At one point, I was debating getting that standing desk, but I, I probably will not get that. Really? Now. It's really nice. I just feel like, I don't know. I just don't know. It's kind of expensive because I think the one that I wanted to get was probably about $700 or so. Yep. 
Um, and if I only have one monitor, like I can probably just get a regular desk. That's like that. I just don't spend as much time in front of the desktop. Okay. So maybe if I save some money and actually get like a laptop or, or an iPad pro mm-hmm. that, but, um, yeah, I, I just don't spend that much time at my desk anymore. All right. I'm getting messages from my producer that, uh, we have to wrap it up. We have a producer. <laughs> no. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you mean the podcast editor? Yeah. Is saying Some, we need to wrap it up? Is, is typing messages to me. <laughs> I don't know who it is. Okay, that's fair. Okay, we can send some uh, screenshots of our current workstation. All right, sounds good. We'll do that. All right, so if that's it, you can follow us at For the Podcast. Um, show notes at forthepodcast.com slash 30. And there's a support link there. And Discover Deal is there also. Uh, I think so. It was in one of the show notes. I don't think it's in every show notes. It's not in the support page either. Okay. But so, yeah, that's where you save 22% off. You sign up and you get a $50 bonus and we get a $50 bonus. And I don't think anyone signed up. <laughs> so sad. This is like the Microsoft blue screen of uh, sadness. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, guys. We'll see you hopefully next week if I can edit this quickly enough. Go yell at the producer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. See ya.